You are listening to the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast, where we discuss how to find ultimate intimacy in your relationship. We believe that no matter how many years you've been married, you can achieve passion, romance, happiness, and ultimate intimacy at any stage of your life. Join us as we talk to not only marriage experts, but couples just like yourself and people who are just flat out fun. The Ultimate Intimacy Podcast is for couples who have a good relationship but want to make it even better. Welcome to the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast with Nick and Amy. Excited to be here, excited for today's topic, but before we jump in, we wanted to address a couple things, or is that the wording, I guess? I guess that would be the wording, addressing a few things. Yeah, yeah. We get a ton of comments, ton of feedback, which we, we absolutely love. So I feel like we coming. get I feel like we get more reviews in email than actual reviews. Yeah. <laughs> and messages, which is fine if that's what more comfortable, but yeah. Right? Totally agree. So, I think that we just wanted to start out by sharing instead of sharing like personal things about us at the beginning of this episode, sharing a couple feelings that we have or have gotten since we started the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. Based upon just Based feedback on, and comments and things like that. Things that maybe we just need to shout out real quick, right? Yeah. So, I mean, first, first we get, it's amazing how many awesome and amazing comments we get from a lot of you writing us. And we really, really appreciate that. Really appreciate Then we also get comments that uh, aren't, you know, not very many, but sometimes some comments or feedback that's different, which we love as well, too. I mean, if everyone was thinking the same way and we had, had the same improved. issues, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we appreciate both the positive and a couple of the negatives that we've gotten the back. The honest. The honest. The very yeah. honest. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And it's fine. We can, we can take it. Yeah, everyone's marriage is different. Everyone's going through different things. And so... Yeah, people are going to take certain things or maybe be offended by things that we say based upon what they're going through in their lives. And that's that's totally fine. Yeah. So we just came up with a couple pointers that we just wanted to share. Um, first off, it's important to remember that we are just a married couple with four kids, married 21 years. We've gone through some crap. We've implemented stuff into our life, as you know, our story to really change our marriage and make it amazing. And just because we say our marriage is amazing doesn't mean it's not, doesn't mean it's perfect. Absolutely not. But it also doesn't mean that we're like professionals. So I think sometimes we get feedback and I'm like, we're just a married couple. (laughs) We're a married couple sharing the things that we've done in our marriage and things that we've experienced and um, in our 21 years of marriage and we want to share those things that we've experienced with you because we have been at the depths of the low Yep. and now we feel like our marriage is really, really good and it's taken a lot of work. It's it's taken a lot of hardships and, and hard things to go through to get it to this point. And tears. Yeah. And, and there will be even hard times probably ahead. I mean, that's just kind of life, right? Right. But, I think we've figured out a lot of things that can really help people's marriages. And we know that it is because 
we get tons and tons of emails all the time saying, I can't believe how much this has just transformed our relationship. And so hopefully the things that we are sharing and discussing and things that we've experienced in our life are having a, a good, profound impact for a lot of people. For sure. But just remember that just because you listen to podcast, podcasts and people's opinions doesn't fix someone else's problem. So if there's something deeper going on in your marriage or you're dealing with some trauma or some really hard times, like I still promote getting like a professional to sit down with you, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, the next thing that I wanted to bring up was to remember that in our marriage, and it wasn't always like this, but since we've had kids and started businesses and when life's gotten, you know, busier, not harder, but busier, more, maybe more stressful, um, I've become the high drive wife, or sorry, you Nick have. wishes. Wait, did something change <laughs> wait, overnight? Wait, what? what? Wait, what'd you take? Hold on. I am the low drive wife and he is the high drive husband. So we are just like probably 95% of the couples out there. And I know some people get offended when we don't clarify that it can be the opposite. But just remember, the reason that we talk about this a lot is because we do feel like the majority of people fit into this. But we can only talk about what we are going through and what we've been through in our marriage because we haven't been the opposite. So when we talk about all the, that all the time, it's because that's what we know. Right? Yes, yeah, when we get hate mail saying, how can you... You know, we, we don't get that. <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> um, so anyways, it's just some marriages are opposite. Remember that. And it's very rare that both spouses are high drive, which is why we address this. Like, I hardly know any couples that are like that. And I, I actually got yeah. a comment the other day that both spouses were high drive. And I was like, wait, wait, what? We need to have you on the podcast. And she totally said she would. So it's going to come soon. <laughs> They're like, they've been married over 20 years and they're no, like, I think it was like they're like we make 15. love on a daily basis we're like oh we got to get you on the podcast I would love to learn from you what you're doing maybe whatever like we're totally going to help them on so there are very few people like that and okay which brings me to the next thing um just because your one person is high drive and one person is low drive doesn't make one better than the other or one Right has or wrong. issues, one's right or wrong. Just remember that we're different. So, yeah. And, and there's there's a lot of marriages out there where there's a high desire spouse and a low desire spouse, and they still have great relationships. They still have frequent sexual intimacy. They found the balance that works in their marriage. One of the biggest issues that we see is one one spouse, especially the low desire spouse, like we've talked about before, says, well, I'm not in the mood, therefore we're not going to have it. And they control every aspect of sex. Right. So it's finding that balance. And if you can find that balance, you're going to have an amazing, amazing relationship, even if there is a high and low desire. I, I think the point of bringing that up is that one is not right and one is not wrong. We're just different. So it's just important to remember that... Nick has a super high drive. And so I look at him and I'm like, what's wrong with you? And he looks at me and I have a low drive. He's like, what's wrong with you? You need to be fixed. And I'm like, wait, you need to be fixed. Like, I'm not, not that we really think each other needs to be fixed. It's just that we're different. And so we embrace that difference, right? I, I saw on our, I saw on our Google search the other day, uh, Diagra. No, I, and no, I was wondering didn't. what that was. 
If you know Nick, you know he's joking most of the time. I did not do that. I, I, they know I'm joking. I actually appreciate that my spout, that my husband has a drive. Like, I know that... I'm, I'm very appreciative of that because I feel like it balances us and it helps us work together. That's what marriage is. If, if we were the same, we probably wouldn't have to work so hard at it. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Right? Um, another thing is, and I listen to some other podcasts... Not very often, but once in a while. It's important to remember that we are us. This is our marriage. And you don't know everything <laughs> that goes on behind the scenes and what we do for each other and, and how... Like, we don't share everything. So it's just important to be careful, just like we always say, not to judge other marriages, right? <laughs> like, we're not, we're, we're not perfect. Um... Nobody's marriage is perfect. We always say don't compare. So even when you're listening, we don't want you to think like, we just don't want you to compare in a negative way. I think well, we've, had, to we've say. had some people contact us and say, oh, you you look like you have the perfect marriage. Well, we have a great marriage. We have a great marriage. But we work just, hard. Yeah, we work really hard at it. We, yeah, we really we do. do. We do. And just like, Both everyone, of us do. just like everyone else, we have our insecurities we have our flaws we have our faults and we try every day to work hard and you know for that ultimate intimacy like we talk about but on the flip side we also got a comment on one of our podcasts that we were bickering and I'm talking about communication but yet we were like bickering about something and I'm like yeah that's because we're human yeah in fact <laughs> if you're coming if you're coming to listen to some couple that you think is like perfect we're not that we're not the right podcast. <laughs> yeah, in fact, what's funny is the podcast was on communication. And I'm like, yeah, that just shows that we can like have a good conversation. So I went back and I listened to it and I'm like, yeah, we were kind of going back and forth, but Amy's and my personality like I kind of have a dry sense of humor, right? <laughs> I'll make a comment and if you don't know me, you'll think, man, he's like dead serious. Right? You're not usually very no, serious. No, <laughs> exactly. And so I went back and I listened and I'm like, yeah, we did kind of go back and forth, but it was in a playful way. Um, it wasn't arguing. Even and, if it and, was, like, and, we're just... But a, what, better, <laughs> what better thing to do than display that we can have good communication, talking about communication on a podcast with communication. Exactly. My point. So, yes, we... <laughs> Sometimes we go back and forth and we disagree. That is normal. It's totally good. And that is totally healthy. And I think the last one I wanted to share is that if you already you already know this, but me and Nick have completely different love languages. And I really just hope that spouses know that they can be different. They can have different love languages. They can have different drives. They can have different communication styles. All those things. You can have an amazing marriage by having opposite love languages, et cetera. Mine's changed in the past night. Do you know what my new love what? language is? Starting today? Uh-huh. Uh, quality time? Physical touch. It didn't change. <laughs> Anyways, that's all I wanted to share. No, that's good. That's good. I, you know, <laughs> we, we appreciate listening. And, and like Amy said again, um... We're not perfect. We make mistakes. If if we say things on the podcast you don't agree with, that's, that's okay. fine. That's okay. It, I, you know, 
It's like it, when it's you, all good. It's like when you go to lunch with a like friend or another couple, and you're just like, I totally disagree with that. It's all good. It's it doesn't okay. Matter. I'm still your friend. In, in the world today, we have so much division, and if it, it seems like the world, like if if you don't agree on something, all of a sudden you can't be friends, or or oh, I can't listen to that person, or I can't associate with that person because. <sighs> They feel differently about this than I do, and I, it's so ridiculous. It is I mean, ridiculous. that's that's what makes everything so good is that we all are different. We have different personalities and different perceptions, and we came from different backgrounds. And so, you're not going to agree with some of the things we say, and that's okay. But um, you know, yeah, just kindly just, write us an email and let's talk about it, right? We're, yeah, or just that. or don't even worry about it. If you don't yeah. agree with this, then <laughs> don't you don't agree with this, and that's totally fine. You got to realize that we have we've had different experiences in our life. We've had different upbringings, and mm-hmm. you know, likewise with all of you. So again, um, we love sharing just the experiences that we've seen other couples have that we've had. That's the whole point we're trying to do is help people um, in their marriages. So yep. All right, we're trying our best. Trying our best. Well, I really like the podcast episode today. I think, you know, sometimes, well, look at our podcast. I mean, we dive into, I think, I'm not bragging, but I look at other podcasts out there and I think, you know, everyone is so surface, surface, like, oh, let's just talk about sex or let's just talk about this or whatever. I, one of the things we've really tried to do is to really dive in a lot deeper because that's, I mean, you know, talking about different personality types or um, just things that hopefully a lot of other podcasts I don't think are covering because those are big things that really do affect, um, you know, intimacy and relationships. But today's podcast episode, it you know, we ran across an article and, and maybe all of you have heard about the article or read articles like this, but I hadn't. And I thought, you know, is this something we do in our relationship? And if we have, um, how has it affected us? And it's called the two-two-two rule, uh, which couples say is the key to a happy marriage. And what the two-two-two rule is, is talking about how you need to do a date night every, at least every two weeks, a short getaway every two months, a long getaway every two years. And I'm going to add one more to make it the two-two-two-two rule. I think, um, sexual intimacy uh, two times a week would be ideal. Can I add that in? Am I sure. okay to add that? I think that's healthy. Yeah. And so, you know, they say that couples that do these things, and again, I added in the third one, but I, or the fourth one, but I think that's important. You can decide if you want to keep that in or not. But couples that do these things have happy marriages. And we got thinking about that. There was a time in Amy's and Maya's marriage where we never did date night. And we, it, well, we didn't have babysitters. We had no family. We had no money. I'm like, I couldn't even imagine paying for dinner or something, movie, whatever the date was, plus a babysitter. Like, that was way out of our budget back when our kids were little. Like, that was hard. So, so Yeah. I think that can be tricky. And when you don't have someone you trust or family or, or like a close friend that can watch your kids, that can be that can be hard too. But I think that we get stuck on the fact that date nights have to be out. They have to cost money. There are ways to have a date night at home 
that don't cost money. It's all about intention after your kids are in bed. You can actually make it different than every other night of the week. For sure. So Amy and I weren't doing date nights. We weren't doing a you know, night away or short getaway. Uh, we weren't doing vacations. Um, the only thing we were doing maybe is making love twice a week. But the point I'm trying to make is like, I can see our marriage really struggled. Or we went through some tough things. And I remember, I think you came to me and you, you said, we need to start having date night, right? I think it might be I, you. Or did I come to you? I don't remember who came to who, but we, we got we got together and talked and said, look, we really need to start making date night a priority. We never get out the two of us. And I remember we started doing that on a weekly basis and noticed really quickly, like, Within a month or two, like we're like, wow, this is like really creating a huge positive change in our relationship because we we would actually get out, we would talk, we would connect, and we'll go through all the reasons why it's so important. But for us in our relationship, like we can attest that it made a big difference pretty quickly. But we also went from never doing it to saying, okay, we're going to do it religiously on a weekly basis. And here we are 21 years into marriage, and I would say we we never, ever miss a date night. In fact, sometimes we'll even do two date nights or, or a date lunch or whatever. But we're a little bit different, too, because we, we spend a lot of time together, and we love spending time together. Um, we might, like, there's a lot of couples, it's amazing how they just, they really don't want to spend that much time together. Or they have different hobbies. I would say in our relationship anyways, like, we really enjoy spending time together. Doesn't mean we don't get away and do things separately because we do, but we're, we're really best friends and we enjoy being together. And I would rather be with Amy than go out and be with another friend or something. Agreed. So, um, date night's huge. And like I said, if we're covering that right now, it doesn't, it's about intentions, about doing something different. And I think the, um, the way that you keep marriage from being just mediocre is by keeping it exciting or like having things to anticipate. So like we start our work week on Monday and it's back to, now we're back in school, but school stuff, running kids, dinner, work, like just that everyday kind of tasks. And I don't know how people like get through their work week without like having something forward to looking forward to right yeah like by thursday night i'm like oh it's almost friday they cannot wait till date night like our kids are like literally five o'clock every friday night they're like bye we're out see ya yeah and that's a great day when your kids are old enough to just to leave them that's a great day so um look forward to that but i think we have to look forward to things all the time and especially in marriage and if you're if you're not looking forward to date night then figure out why so Amy brought up a good point too. Like we were re- very, very poor. We didn't have a lot of money. That's one of the reasons we didn't go out. If you're listening and you're saying, well, we can't afford to go out once a week um, or we can't afford to do a short getaway every two months or we can't afford to do a vacation or whatever. There, there's always a way to do things. Um, date night does not have to be going out and spending a bunch of money. If you don't have the money Go like Amy's and my hiking. Yeah, go hiking. Go build a fire. Go just on a walk, or go go do something together, regardless of what it is. A date can be virtually anything mm-hmm. that you're doing that you're spending time together. 
Um, one of the things we did for a short getaway overnight is we would have a family member take the kids for the night and Amy and I would be home alone for the night, right? Like we didn't have to go somewhere or <coughs> oh, get, yeah, we just stayed home. Mm-hmm. Get a get an expensive hotel. My point is is if you really want to do these things, you can find a way to where you can't you really can't make any excuses. There there are ways to do this. And I also want to bring up the point, sorry, I'm kind of talking a lot. But I also want to bring up the point that um, just like, you know, we like I said, we dive into so many details in our podcast. But if there's one podcast that if all you did is did these things, this would help so many other aspects of your marriage. If you have a marriage that you're struggling with communication or you're struggling with maybe sexual intimacy or you're arguing a lot or... Whatever whatever you're struggling with uniquely in your marriage, if all you did was applied this 222 rule or the 2222 rule into your marriage, if that's all you did, I promise you, you will see your marriage change in a good way. A lot of times we often think, oh, I got to do all these things to make my marriage better. If all you did was applied this one podcast, this 2222 rule into your marriage, you would see so many aspects of your marriage change. Because Amy and I, some of the issues that we were facing in our marriage had nothing to do with this 2-2-2 rule. They were financial, they were other issues, but it was amazing how this improved so many aspects. It didn't fix things, but it really helped a lot of things. Whew, I'm out of breath. <laughs> Amen. Um... When it comes to the date night every two weeks, I'm going to disagree with that one, and I'll tell you why. I think date night should be absolutely every single week, and like I said, I don't think it has to be going out. But whatever you consider date night, which in our marriage we're like, date night actually means getting away. If I, I still think there should be the other, I mean, it's the two 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 rule, so every two weeks. I, th- I still think that every week there should be intentional block of time just for the two of you. Well, Absolutely. And you bring up a great point because I would actually say that we follow more like the one 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 rule, which is we have a date one date night a week. Uh, I, we try see, to do... I, I disagree with that because a short getaway every two months, we do not do that. We literally do that twice a year. So for us, short getaway, which would be just an overnighter, yeah, but we, we don't do that. that but often. we often we sometimes send the kids with your mom or things like that. Or mm, yeah, I, I we need to do better at that one. It's not every couple of months, but I do really like that. I think if we would have implemented that, I mean that's harder to implement, especially if you just don't have anywhere to leave your kids. Like that's hard. But I think if you're doing the other three at least, or trying to do that one as often as you can, I still think this really works. But what I wanted to add. And we didn't go on a, a real vacation till like year 14 or 15 of our marriage. We just literally couldn't afford like a really awesome vacation like that without our kids. And they were young and I, maybe I had that anxiety of leaving them, whatever. I, I mean, it's, it's hard to trust someone to just leave your kids when they're little for a whole entire week or whatever. Yeah. But it has been awesome for, since we did start implementing that, 
But it's interesting that when I look at these three things above the make love one that you added. I did. I totally added it. I think that having regular date nights, getting away once in a while, and keeping the relationship um, emotionally passionate is what is going to help create number four, which is to make love two times a week. And that's, remember, we're talking about our marriage. Like, I, I think that's healthy. You think that's healthy. A lot of people do it more. Some people, that's that's too much. Whatever works for your marriage. But they have found, I think a lot of studies have found, that an average, happy, healthy, married couple on, is being intimate on average a, a couple times a week. Yeah, that's, so, the, that's the idea. That's a great goal. That's a great goal if it's not that much. If you are more than that, that's great. Don't listen to this. <laughs> right? But... So anyways, like those those getting away and, and prioritizing date night and prioritizing that quality time together and that special time together is going to create the better sexual intimacy. Well, and I think the point you're saying too is like in our marriage, maybe we don't do all these perfectly, but we're really good at two out of three or yeah. three out of four, right? Yeah. And so if there's one of them that you can't do, like don't feel like, oh, it's all or nothing. Like, oh, if I can't do everything, then it's not going to work. No, it's not all or nothing. Like if all you did was had a regular date night every week or every two weeks and that's all you're able to do, it's going to benefit your marriage absolutely substantially. It is amazing how many people don't do date nights. Or like, date day or just making a time during the week for quality time. Yeah, for sure. So... One of, I mean, obviously, one of the other things, like Amy's talking about spending that quality time together and connecting. I mean, if you, again, you go back to when you were dating, you were going on date nights. You were spending that quality time together. You were re, really getting to know each other. You're rekindling that romance. You have to spend time together to rekindle your romance. That is one of the vital things of why you know couples say this two-two-two rule is a game changer for their marriage. In fact, one of the couples they were interviewing actually was married. They got divorced. They got remarried and said we've implemented this two-two-two rule, and our marriage has just been fantastic. So mm -hmm. here you had a couple that it didn't work. They got remarried. They've implemented this in their marriage, and now their marriage is really thriving. Yep. So, and they, they attribute to their marriage thriving because of this 2-2-2 rule. Mm -hmm. So, I think, you know, again, rekindling that romance is, you have to have romance. I, I don't care who you are. If you have a marriage where you have to have, well, you have to have both the emotional and, and the physical or sexual intimacy. Like, you really do. And if you're not rekindling that romance, I mean, it's just... It's going to be a matter of time until that flame is going to die out. Yeah. Um, to talk about the getaway every couple years, um, and, and some couples can travel much more than that, which is awesome. There's something about getting away from your life with your spouse and going and doing something adventurous and romantic. You know, like your honeymoon. I mean, our honeymoon was really cheap. We went to a cabin. But we still got I mean... We left our normal lives and went somewhere and got that quality time, right? That's what it's Made all memories, about. Yeah. Made some real intimate memories. And so what I think of like couples, and we use this excuse for years, but I, I can't afford it. There's no way we could. If, if you, 
if you have someone that could watch your kids for a week so you can go do a real vacation, but you're like, money, no, that's too expensive. We have found that there are some trips that for a couple thousand bucks, which might sound a lot like a ton of money if you're really tight. But if you think about, okay, we're going to make a plan to, we're going to make a vision board like we talked about, and we're going to put this trip up here, and it's going to be a couple thousand dollars, because you can find an all-inclusive, you know, for a couple thousand bucks, you know, for a week or whatever. If you put that up there, and you're like, okay, I if we, if we do one less date night a week out, but we do it at home, and we go on a walk and save that money, or we just cut this little budget here, or... I mean, if you do the math, like you don't have to cut much every yeah, month. Yeah, save up. I mean, make yourself a vacation bucket if or you... a jar and start putting some extra in there or cut back on what you're going out to. Like they say Americans are eating out like ridiculous. They spend so much eating out, right? Like nobody hardly cooks anymore, which I totally see that. When we go out, it's like, like yeah, for sure. a lot of people don't even, like, you can save so much money. Just watching those little things. And do that for your marriage. Because even though it's only a week and it it sounds like it's going to cost a lot, it is so worth it when you get there. And just clarify, when we talk about a getaway, we're talking about a loan. We're not talking about with kids or... No kids. No kids. We're talking about a loan. A loan. Yeah. No kids. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's funny, too, because I think... Um, for a while in our marriage, I was probably the one like, ah, oh, we don't need to go anywhere. We don't need to go on a vacation. And... When we did, I had the the most enjoyable and funnest time in my life. And now I'm probably like, probably have an addiction. Like, but there's something like going from parenting and being an adult to all of a sudden you're like, it's just the two of us. We're, and we're somewhere really fun and different. And you almost feel like teenager or like young married yeah. again, right? Yeah. Now it's like, okay, my mind's always thinking, all right, how do we <laughs> do, do another, how do we do another one? Who can we get to tend our kids? You can't let it be addicting, I, though. I would say it's not an addiction, but it's it moved up so high on my priority list because I see how important like it is to our marriage and our relationship, and how much joy and happiness like we both find in it. And it doesn't like we don't have to be going and doing crazy things. It's more just like you know, like Amy said, being together and. You can go find a cheap, all-inclusive to just go lounge around on the beach well, for a week or whatever you guys like It doesn't doing. even have to be that extravagant. Like Nick said one time, I surprised him at Christmas. My mom took the kids for a few days, and we just headed to Vegas because Vegas is pretty close. And you said it was one of your best times was, that we've ever had together. And it's not because we went far. It's not... I mean, it was, I think it was bad weather the whole time. And so we hung out in the hotel, watched movies, went out. Like, it didn't even have, it didn't cost anything like a major vacation would have cost. It was was like for, it was like for two and a half days, days, right? Three days max. And I'll bet you, I think we laughed. I think we went to three movies because we had a movie theater (laughs) place next to us. Well, the weather was crappy. We laid in bed a lot. We made love. We went out to eat a lot. Like, it was seriously like, a vacation where we just lounged and did almost nothing. We just chilled. And it was like so, just so much fun, like being together. It's really just getting away together, though, and like rekindling that romance, right? Yeah. You can't do that when when you don't separate yourself from your life. So obviously we're talking about, you know, creating memories that you're going to be able to look back on. And we still look back on that. And I say, man, that was one of the most enjoyable times I've ever had together. Um, obviously you're building intimacy, you're, you're connecting on a much deeper level and you're prioritizing each other. When you, when you say we're going to make time for date nights and we're going to plan it 
And that's going to look different for everyone. Maybe for some couples planning a date night is like a nice restaurant and flowers and all the, like it's extravagant. And for other people like us, it's just like, no, we're going to go out and hit a restaurant or a movie or whatever and have a good time, whatever it is. But it's, it's prior, it shows that you're prioritizing each other. And I want to make a point too. This is really important for your kids to see this. Our kids, like Amy said, every Friday, they're like, oh, it's date night. You guys are going out. They know we're going out and they see how important it is to us and how important that is in marriage. And I, I can almost guarantee that they're going to take that into their marriages and say, hey, I saw my parents go on date night every night, every Friday night. This is something we need to prioritize. For sure. Your kids really see that. I mean, I've shared the experience of me growing up that I, you know, what I saw my parents do and what I saw my parents not do. And it had an impact on me, right? Like, I think when we first got married, some of the negatives were, oh, I never saw my parents do this or do this or do this. And so... When we first got married, it was like, I didn't do those things because I didn't, I just never saw my parents do that, mm-hmm. right? So, you, oh, you totally learn from what you see. It has a huge impact. For sure. And then I think you brought up a great point adventure, right? Like going out and. and you gotta switch things up though because we just get bored. Like everybody gets bored. Like we need to. Okay, so Saturday, Nick surprised me. I, I had run the girls to do some last minute school shopping or something and got home and he's like, hey, I know this is like totally last minute, but do you want to just leave the kids and let's go play nine holes of golf? And we don't do that very often. Never. I mean, we did it every day when we first got married, but I totally miss it and he totally misses it. And instead of cleaning the house for a couple hours, like we probably should have kept doing because there's always plenty to do, we decided to just... Go have some fun together. And it was yeah. an hour and a half. You know, you played quick. But it was just good to get out there, just the two of us. And it was spontaneous, but it was different. It wasn't just a, we're going out to dinner again. Or we're going to go see a movie again. Like, it was fun to do something that we used to enjoy together. And I think that's what's important is to look back at the things that you enjoyed together when you first fell in love and bring that back into your marriage. Yeah, for sure. Right? And I think these things, too, is so important. By getting out on date night or getting a night away, it's amazing how much of a stress reducer it is. Of just getting away, not having to think of those things, hopefully. Having conversations that don't bring up those stressful things. um, I think it's so important for that. And then also, like, just reinforcing the commitment that you have for each other like hey i'm gonna i'm prioritizing our relationship i'm prioritizing you this is more important than a lot of other things we've got going in our life is just again just showing that you are committed to each other committed to the relationship for sure so i think you know we've talked about this before but i think we'll just go briefly over it again um because i think a lot of people are like well i well i know a lot of people are like that because we talk to them all the time right like well it's just so i mean we had a lady contact us the other night she's like yeah it's just so hard to uh plan things or you know get the kids you know just whatever making excuses right i don't feel like it's hard no so on your weekly date nights, whether it's weekly date nights, your monthly, or or your trip, whatever it is, number one, you have to plan it. Mm-hmm. If you don't plan it, 
it's not going to happen. And for everyone, planning mean, means something different. Amy and I just know on Friday night we're doing date night. Nothing is going to get in the way of it. Like, I literally, an emergency. I literally light, write my calendars out like three months in advance, and it's on my calendar in red ink with a heart every Friday. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody's touching that. And if our kids end up having a sports event or something that's really, really important, then it moves to Saturday night. And if Saturday night is taken by something that is like has to be there, which is not very often, but like I have to be at something or we have to leave town or something, then we, we try really hard to put it somewhere else during the week, even if it's fast. Exactly. Even if it's fast. But we, we make sure of it. And planning it out, like I said, might be different for everyone. For us, planning it out is just saying we're going and doing it this night and then we decide where we want to go, what we want to do. I mean, maybe I'm a little more boring, but... Yeah. Amy's shaking her head like, oh, yeah. hey, you're, you're deathly boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can just tell you that it's usually get in the car, 5 p.m., where do you want to go? I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Why don't you come up with three options and then I'll pick? That's well, our Friday night routine, it's right? It's true. And, and, even and after, this is where we struggle. <laughs> even after 21 years, I'm like, I'm not going to get in the car and say, babe, we're going here. Like, I... I just that's just sometimes, not my personality. Sometimes like, women like that, especially if you know what their favorite place is. Yeah, that's what I've done it a couple times. Like, or, or I got us to romantic reservations, or we're dressing up tonight, or I'm taking you somewhere new tonight. I'm listening. Keep throwing hints. I'm <laughs> listening. I got you. It's fine. We're pretty. We're both pretty easygoing, and we love the places that we love. Oh, and I know the ne- the next one is like. Just what we're talking about. Be creative. I am not the most... Amy is a graphic <laughs> designer. She's very creative. I am more of like the check off the box, whatever. So it's sometimes it's hard for me to be creative. I'm, maybe I'm sometimes boring. But I think... I don't know. I think we make a good fit. <laughs> good, good news is I'm pretty low maintenance. That, that is I, true. And I don't really care. You so. are totally low maintenance. But be creative. Try to find some fun things to do. Um, like I said, our our first date was go build a bonfire and take food out. And it was one of the funnest dates we've awesome. ever done. It was awesome. It was awesome. So be creative. Next. And I cannot stress this enough. <laughs> and I've made the mistake in our marriage. You have? You have to unplug. You, you got to make a rule that, okay, we're not going to have our phones distract us. We're not going to be looking at emails Wait, or text you made messages. Wait, mistake? When? Uh-huh. I've made it before where I pulled out my phone and I'm dealing with work stuff or, you know, whatever. Oh, we've but all, we've we, all done that. Unplug. The only time you should be answering your phone is if your child is on the other line saying your house is burning down or something's happened. Or maybe they're hurt or, or need they're something. Hurt. Yeah, that could probably be good. <laughs> yeah, that could be. Or they're not feeling good. Or I'm a mom, so of course I'm like, if my kid calls, I'm, yeah. put, I'm bad at that. Point is, I'm bad at that. put your technology away. But we did have a talk with our kids before you judge me and be like, you take your phone and listen, talk to your kids during day night. Our kids know it has to be pretty serious for them to call us. Like We, we used to go out with another couple and it was funny. We'd be like... They have eight kids. They, they one, one night their phone, they had like 10 calls from their kids. So oh, it was, it was literally a, every 10 minutes. Yeah, it was a going, going thing that like next time we'd go out with them, we're like, all right, what's the over under on how many we, times our kids called? We would literally like bet. And they would answer every time. So, yeah, like just have your teach your kids that this is your time and this is good for your marriage. And unless they really, really need you, like respect that time and respect each other's like 
go into your date night, like, let's not take our phones or let's put them on silent unless our kid calls and it's an emergency. Like, just, yeah. I don't know. You can definitely set boundaries. And I, it's, I like the word boundaries, but a lot of people don't like the boundaries. But, but still set boundaries around your date night and your quality time together. I think that can be really helpful. For sure. I like this alternate responsibilities. And I think we could do a better job of that. Saying, mm-hmm. you're going to plan this date night. I have no idea what's going on. You're planning this one. Mm-hmm. And then I plan the next one. Uh, you'd probably know what I would be planning, which would probably be... Dinner. <laughs> I need to just totally shock you and come out with something like crazy. Like, go go, <laughs> re- go repel off a 400-foot cliff to a ledge that has a candlelight dinner. And uh, after- No, please. <laughs> No. <laughs> Nick's idea of an amazing night would be a 14-miler hike and then camp and then, in the and middle then, of the... Uh, the um, no, we, 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 would throw, we would throw a hot tub in there and then make it love. In the middle of the... The canyon. The canyon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Um, and then the final one is be present. Um, your spouse can tell when you're there or not there mentally. Yes. If you're going on date night together be present be engaged really um being a be good, involved be in a good mood if you're in a bad mood then push your date back to the next night when you can snap out of it that's right. no one wants to go on a date with someone that's grumpy well Nick's never grumpy and i'm usually never grumpy so we don't have that problem but we do talk to a lot of couples where that is a problem and so that's not going to be fun for anybody you're going to get a hurt date night more than make it good right that's right and then I would I would probably add another one. I heard a wise person say every every time you have date night, it should have uh, uh, sexual intimacy in your date night. What you did not hear that? I did. I no, did. You I don't. Do you make, I don't you remember, heard it from yourself? I don't remember who the wise person was. I heard it from, but I I just remember it being really profound. You know? <laughs> okay. Well, that doesn't really work at our house. It actually works better like different nights of the week when our kids go to bed early because now that we have teenagers. Friday oh, night, they don't get home till late. It hardly ever happens after date night. And that's, you, you just got to roll with it. Like, okay, it's not going to work tonight. I, but, it was a romantic night. I love you. We can cuddle. Sometimes that's not going to happen. For what I'm saying is for some of you couples uh, should. That aren't waiting up till the, aren't after Aren't waiting midnight. up till after midnight. Uh, that, you know, you should... You should get ready for intimacy as well. And don't get me wrong. There are plenty of times we've done it at midnight. But sometimes when you're exhausted and you fall asleep trying to stay up for your kids, it's just, it's better to save it for a night where you're excited. For sure. Right? So our challenge to you over the next, let's say, couple months is follow the 222 rule. Let us know. Email us and let us know what impact, if anything, has had on your marriage. We really want to hear. So hopefully in the next couple months, we can we can get a bunch of emails saying, yeah, this really impacted our marriage or, hey, we were already doing it or, yeah. you know, maybe it hasn't made a difference, whatever. But we would love to hear from you. That's our challenge to you over the next 60 days. Try to follow the two-tool rule, eliminating, I guess, or excluding the, uh, the long-distance trip unless you have some planned. So... Let us know how it works, what you think, how it's helping your relationship. Yeah. And if you need to plan a fun trip for next year. That's right. We do have a fun trip for next year. Exactly. You should be putting that on the books. Yes. 
It's uh, very affordable. The Intimacy and Adventure Retreat, March, I think, 21st to the 24th in St. George, Utah. As we've said before, if you've never been here, it's probably one of the most uh, beautiful and just different, incredible places in the world. I mean, we have people traveling here from all over the world. We have Zion National Park close. It's uh, Grand red, Canyon. red rock desert. Gorgeous. If you see the pictures of Utah with the red rock, like, I mean, the Arches is pretty close. Zion's is close. We even have a state park five minutes from us that's, like, gorgeous. Yeah. It's, it it's just the Grand Canyon's close to us. It's so beautiful. Yeah, and we call it the Intimacy and Adventure Retreat because we combine everything. We, we're we going to do some activities, fun things that you will probably, a lot of you will probably never do ever again in your life, uh, which are incredible. Um, and then, like Amy said, just a uh, beautiful area um, and also some great instruction from uh, Greg and Julie Gorman with Married for a Purpose. And Amy and I will be talking a little bit at the end as well and question and answer. So, yeah. Check it out. Let us know if you have any questions at ultimateintimacy.com slash retreats. Love to see you there. We're capping it out at 25 couples. And uh, let us know if you have any questions. So we hope you enjoyed the podcast. And until next time, we hope you find ultimate intimacy in your relationship.